Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, everybody. It is good to have you here. It is an exciting week. It's a, it's a week that we look forward to every single year. Vacation Bible School is an exciting time. If you got saved in Vacation Bible School, raise your hand. Who? Several hands, several hands around the room, lots of hands. I was saved in Vacation Bible School. Jonathan Ritchie was saved in VBS. It's, a, it's an awesome opportunity. It is a mission field. They come to our building. It is an opportunity for us to be God's hands and feet to all of these young people. And many have, many have gone to VBS after VBS. They've gone year after year after year. But here's the thing. This may be that one year. And we want to be faithful. We want to be God's hands, God's feet. We want to be His mouthpiece. We want to be used. And we covet your prayers, every single one of you around the room. You got all these shirts, many of these shirts, most everybody that's working. And there's a lot of others who's working that don't have it on. Uh, we're wearing this shirt, and on the back of it is the verse that they've been singing, that Brandy sang this morning. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do, for us to do, for us to do, for us to do, for us to do. I don't know what version that is. I think it's sort of a uh, New International Version. I think it is because... Uh, Here's the thing, VBS, it's time for us to do it. Here it is. And, and this is one of those catalysts, it's one of those, those, I don't know how to explain it. I get excited for it. I mean, look around. You got paints and you got colors. I wish every head in the room was painted. Look at that word. I'm back there looking at spark. This room needs a spark. All right, it needs a spark. Y'all look dead. Y'all do. Y'all look straight up dead on vacation Bible school Sunday morning. And here's the thing, you're tired, who's tired? Don't raise your hand, don't you dare raise your hand. Don't you dare raise your hand. You know, it was probably tiring carrying a cross too, wasn't it? You know, he did it anyway, he just kept going. Here's the thing, guys, you get one shot, at, this may be the only shot we get to see these kids. This may be the only ones we get to see this time. This may be the only VBS that their mom and daddy let them come to. There's a bunch more offered. There's a lot more opportunities out there. But this may be the one. They've heard about it, and they say, we're going to take it to v uh, Chapel Hill because they got the best food. Praise God. I mean, that's fine. We, whatever. Paul said, I became all things to all people to reach some, to be able to reach some, to be able to reach one. This is our opportunity to maybe even reach one. Look over there at that Ephesians chapter 2 verse, New American Standard. Reads it a little different. I like that, to do. we got to do it. Here's our opportunity to do what God has called us to do. He has given us the privilege, the awesome responsibility, and not just... He's made it easy this week. He's, he's sending them into our house. He's bringing them... You know, all we're having to do is put the signs up and, and decorate a little bit, and we're going to open the doors, and they're just going to walk right in. They're coming to us. But, you know, when we, when most of us, when we go out those doors, we see people. We see folks all the time. It says, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. What does walk in them mean? Go do it. Every single day we walk in His, his uh, planned, directed, sovereign plan that He has for you. Every day. God's got a plan for every single one of us. Every day. 
And He puts people in our path every day. He gives us opportunities every day to just walk in it, to do it, to live it, to go out and do it. Vacation Bible schools, children, children, most the statistics show most people, if they're going to get saved, they're going to get saved young. Praise God if He saves you late. Praise God for His, His faithfulness. But usually it is early. Seeds are planted. I've been praying all week long. Lord, we're, here's the deal. God, we're continuing to sow and we're continuing to water. But you got to do your part. That's been my prayer. Back and forth to church all week long. Lord, we're, we're sowing and we're going to water. But you got to give the increase. That's what He tells us. One plant. And one waters, but it's God who gives the increase. Guys, all we can do is plant seeds. All we can do is water the seeds that have been planted. And God is going to bring the harvest. God is going to bring the life change, the heart change, the forever change in the lives of people. And He's doing it. He's doing it all the time. All the time. Go with me over to, you say, you say, but... But these are kids. I know, I know. It was interesting. I was telling the guys, God laid this passage on me really last week. I knew we were coming here like, like straight up. Go to Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah 1's been in the news a lot this week. It's been on Facebook a lot this week with everything that's transpired on the, in the bigger picture world national scene with uh, the Roe v. Wade thing and what happened with our Supreme Court and the ruling that they passed down. You've had all sorts of conversations, good conversations, bad conversations. You've had a lot of back and forth. Here's the deal. Church, remember the Word of God. Stick with the Word of God. Stay with what the Word of God says. It's interesting how last week before, I wasn't even thinking about that. I mean, I, I was pulling out of the house and looked down at my phone and saw where a friend of mine texted, hey, uh, Supreme Court just passed the verdict. Roe v. Wade has been overturned. I didn't know that was even in the conversation. I mean, I knew it. I guess it was in the conversation. I didn't know what was going on this week, and I thought it was so interesting. Look at what uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, beginning in verse 4, says. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Think about that. Not just... So often on Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, we go back to Psalms 139, talking about how He formed us in the secret parts of our mother. We were intricately woven and put together. We, he, he saw us. We're, we're, we're masterpieces, masterpieces in God's eyes. But this scripture goes even further. He says, before I formed you, before I put you together, before the whole conception thing, before the whole, whole is it going to be pink or is it going to be blue, before all of that, before all of that conversation, I knew you. Guys, guys life's precious. Period. Before, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You were somebody. You were special in the eyes of God. Every single one of us. This week we got these young people coming and here's the deal. Notice, notice this text. 
That's the part we jump off on for the Roe v. Wade conversation. Listen, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. God knew you. God had a plan for you. God had a plan to set you to set you aside. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I set you apart. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. See, and that's that's the part I was thinking this week. I'm like, here we are, God. We get an opportunity. We get a privilege. And, and the Lord laid this young Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, that cried out to to the people there to turn before it's too late, to turn before you are destroyed. We get an opportunity on weeks like this. It don't come so often. It only really comes once a year. Yeah, we get ours weekly. We have Sunday school. We have things like that. We've got summer camp. We've got day school. We've got all of this stuff happening regularly. Yes, but an intense opportunity for us to pour into somebody that God knew beforehand that God had set apart and consecrated and made His very own. You never know, we never know what one of these little boys and girls are going to grow up and be. That's going to walk into this church. Guys, I've stood and I've preached a very, very, very long time. And that little bitty church down that red, it was a white church down that red Butler County clay dirt road. Back when I was nine, I got saved in. That church, was, that church was nothing fancy. That building was nothing fancy. The people were just trying to be obedient. And God has used me for His grace and His glory and His honor and His great namesake. Here's the thing. What is God going to do with maybe the kids that we have come through our class this week? Last week we lined them up across here. Those We had nine totals. And I went by them and I prayed for each one. And you never know, I pray that God would... Listen, God does a big thing in you. Which one of those young guys are going to grow up and be the pastor? Which one of those are going to be a godly, a godly wife and mother? Which one of those? Which one of these young men and young women are you and I getting the privilege and the opportunity to pour into and to lay a foundation of this week is going to be the most remembered and discussed week of some of these children's entire lives. And you say, really? Yeah. Because God's going to save one. One of these kids... One of these kids is going to be able to look back and say, look, I was, living in, I was living in Northport, Alabama, and I was X number years old, and I went, and all I can remember is they had a big old guitar and a massive paintbrush hanging from the ceiling. And there was just something about it, and I felt it, and the energy, it was exciting. And, and you know what that week happened? God found me, and He saved me, and He made me His very own. Wake up, church. We need a spark. We need a spark, or we need coffee, or we need a monster, or we need something. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you, and I have appointed you a prophet to the nations, and then I said, Alas, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak. Because I'm a youth. 
But the Lord said to me, Do not say I'm a youth, because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord stretched out his hand, and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have appointed you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Which one of these young people are we going to have the opportunity this week? Which one of those young people, we've already got close to 200 registered. Which one of those is going to be the next Jeremiah? Which one of those is going to be the next weeping prophet crying out to this world, crying out to their generation to turn from their sins? Which one of them? And here we have the opportunity to be stewards of these kids. Look at what Jesus thought about young people. You know, Jesus thought differently about young people than his disciples did. I think we in, we in society, we in big church, think sometimes like his disciples thought. Go over to Matthew chapter, look at Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. At that time the disciples, verse 1, came to Jesus and said, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a child to himself. Listen, church. And he called a child to himself and set him before them. And he said, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You say, what do you mean? Children are helpless. Children have everything done for them. Jesus explains it in the next verse. Whoever then humbles himself as this child... He's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. You know what we're getting to do this week? We're getting to be hands and feet of Jesus. We're getting to be Christ to young people. We're getting the privilege to stand before that kid. And you never know what their home is like. You're up here prayer walking, and I encourage you, come, please, come. It's hot, but, but here's the deal. It's going to be hot every day. Prayer walk. Walk out there. Walk those cars. Walk those parking lots. Walk around this building and pray over everything. Just pray. You don't know the names, but God sees your heart. Because we don't know where, what home these kids are coming from. We don't know, hey, some of these kids may be coming because mom and daddy just wants a vacation for a week. That is perfectly fine. Listen, if you're watching out there, date night all week long on us. Date night all week long. You bring them all. We'll take them. Bring them all. We'll take them. We'll feed them. We'll give them shirts. We'll clothe them. Because we don't know where they're coming from. You may be the only Christ they see this week. You may be the most loving person. You may, those young people may look up to you and you're giving them the most affectionate, loving, tender, caring touch, caring conversation. You are listening to them when no one else in this world is giving them the time of day. And there you stand. 
with not just fun, not just excitement, but truth. We get to impart truth into their lives. That Look, God loves you. God loves you so much that He did the most amazing thing for you. He gave His most precious gift to you. And their eyes light up. We get that opportunity. Look at, turn the page possibly. Look over at uh, chapter 19. Look at verse 13. And some children were brought to him so that he might lay his hands on them and pray. And look at the rest of that verse. And the disciples rebuked them. Get the hindrances away. Get the aggravations away. Let the master work. Let the teacher work. He's only got so much time. He's only got so much time. He's very busy. He's got important things to be doing. And notice what Jesus says. But Jesus says, let the children alone. Leave them alone. And do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After laying his hands on them, he departed from them. Jesus took time for kids. Jesus took time for those kids because, you know what? We say, you know, we talk about we, talk about we want to be the, have the mind of Christ. We want to be imitators of Christ. We want to walk in a manner worthy of Christ. We want to uh, do the things... We're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God's prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them, so that we would just go do them. Church, this is a week to go do it. This is a week to go do it. Just go do it. Go do... You know, so often... Inside of church, it sounds like the preacher's talks in parables. It's like, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Who can I talk to? He's talked about I need to do this, or I ought to do this, and I ought to act like this, and I ought to be this way, and I ought to be that way, or something. I mean, it's just like, what I got to do? And the easiest thing to do is to go back to what we're so comfortable with, go back to our comfort zone. This week, it's like, okay, go apply it. Go do it. Go be it. Here's your opportunity. I, all I want you to do is, is show up with your heart ready. Show up with, show up with, your, your, with your humble servant. Lord God, here I am. Use me, doing me, whatever you want me to do. And I'm going to send the ones in that building that I want to come into that building. I'm going to put the ones in your class and in your snack group and in your worship group. I'm going to put the ones that kind of, kind of come and, and buddy up with you. I'm going to put that one or two around you that I want you around you. I'm just going to do it, but I need you to show up. All he's asking us to do, guys. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works which He's prepared beforehand so that we would just go do them. This is a week I just need you to go do it. 
I need you to go do it. Children meant something to Christ. He, he rebuked the disciples from saying, Get, come on, they're, they're a bother. They weren't a bother to Jesus. He actually taught them something far better. He said, look, this is how, this is how conversion starts. You have to humble yourself like a kid. Helpless. At the mercy of the world. Can't give back, can't do nothing, can't buy, can't work, can't do, can't... It's just basically I bring nothing to the table. I am at your complete mercy. Guys, that's what we are when we come to Christ. Can't save ourselves, can't fix our sin, can't stop our problems. Can't change anything about us. But we humbly come before you, Father God, and in faith say, here I am. I'm yours. This is our opportunity. This is our opportunity. Some of you think, some of you are like, well, I I didn't sign up for nothing. Yeah, you did. If you're a Christian, you never clock out. If you're a Christian, you're not done. If you're a Christian, you're not finished. If you're a Christian, listen, if if you're a Christian and you're a member of this church, we ought to make that part of membership, is that you're part of Vacation Bible School. We should. And some of you like, here's, here's what some of you immediately think. No, I don't like children. Well, you don't have the mind of your Savior. You ain't got to like them. Pray for them. L- love them. You ain't got to like them, love them. I don't like mine a lot of the times. Much of the times. But I love the suckers. Somebody, how many's in this room? Deacon, somebody who's counted. How many's in this room? 198 of you. And I don't care what he says or he says or whoever else is supposed to tell me something. They should be at least 198 of us floating around tonight somewhere. Oh, we don't want them in the room. We can't trust our own people. We got a problem. We should be prayer walking. We should be praying up and down these roads. We should be out this afternoon saying, hey, come to VBS, bring your kids. We should be looking. We should be driving up and down the roads looking for, looking for balls in the yard and looking for trampolines in the yard and looking for swing sets in the yard and looking for four-wheelers in the yard and looking for basket, all this stuff in the yard. Why? Because that's where kids live. VBS this week, love for have y'all. Free date night for you parents all week long. We'll feed them. We'll take care of them. You just drop them off. Y'all go have a blast. Maybe the only Christ they ever hear about. You may be the only hands and feet that they ever see of Jesus. It's that important. It's that important. There's some of you in this room that's hearing that. There's some of you that's not. For Jesus, it meant something. He said, Bring them here. I got time for them. Bring them here. I got time for them. I just want us to be found faithful. I just want us to be doing. I just want us to be doing the things that He has saved you and me to be doing. 
because they're coming. I want us to pray. I'm not going to say we're just going to pray. Y'all bow your heads. Father God in heaven. Holy Spirit of God in heaven. We plead with you for mercy on us. We plead for you, Holy Spirit of God, to come to this place Move in the hearts and the lives of these people, in the hearts of the lives of your sons and your daughters, God in heaven. Help us this day, this week, the rest of our lives, Lord, to have your mind. God, to look at the world the way you look at the world. God, to, to take your word and to apply it to our lives. Not just a book that, that's there and, and we say we don't understand it and it's hard to read and hard to comprehend. God, you've given us your spirit. God, you've given us your spirit to lead us and to guide us and to direct us. And Lord, you, you tell us to trust you and you'll give us the right words to say. God, you tell us to... to completely to depend on you. God, you saved us for such a time as this. In a world, God, we it's, it's awesome to be able to walk into this room and to shut that door and to block everything that's going on out there. All the chaos, all the distractions, all the hurt, all the backstabbing, all, that's, all that seems wrong with this world. God, we get to come in here And God, prepare ourselves for what you're about to do. God, we get to prepare ourselves for what you're about to do through us. God, we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. God, here's our, this is it. Good works are right in front of us, Lord, for us to just go do them. Lord, we don't, we don't have to be have anything, no preparation except showing up and surrendering, showing up and humbling ourselves, showing up and putting all of our biases and agendas, and God showing up as simple child, with simple childlike faith as children and saying, God, here we are. What do you want us to do? God, we pray right now for those parents Lord, I pray for the parents that's going to be dropping them off at one of these churches up 43. God, at one of these churches around our town, at one of these churches around our state, God, they are coming, they are bringing. And some of them, there's kids asking, there are kids begging their parents, please let me go to church. God, they're begging to come. God in heaven, break the hearts of those parents. So those kids can come and hear the gospel. So those kids can come and be loved. So those kids can come and experience your goodness. God, do that. Lord, what an awesome, awesome privilege it is to be your son and your daughter. What an awesome thing it is, Lord. You chose us last week. You chose us. Here we are. We are chosen of God. Lord, do a big work.
God, we're going we're gonna to plan and we're going to water. We're going to plan and water like madmen. We're going to plan and water till to, to we, we can't no more. We're going to plan and water till you take us home, God. We're going to plant and water till you say stop. God, we're going to trust you to give the increase. We're going to trust you with the harvest. We're going to trust you to do what only you can do. Do that, Lord, please. In Jesus' name, amen.